Hi, welcome to the Kate T. Benson podcast, where I, your host, Kate T. Benson, provide straightforward, actionable information about achieving enlightenment and experiencing more good and less bad along the way. The focus of this podcast in general is helping folks reach enlightenment and experience a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way to enlightenment. So my goal for the first three episodes was to create a super simple set of instructions for experiencing enlightenment and for experiencing a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way. If you're interested in experiencing enlightenment, definitely check out the third episode. So for today's podcast, I wanted to take a minute to respond to one of y'all who sent me an email. Hi, Kate. I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day where you were talking about the ego, and you said that one of your listeners had asked you what you meant by the ego. You also talk about your Yahida self and our Yahida script. Would you say more about what they are? So first, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to respond. Um, like taking the time out of your day to respond to me. Like I can't, I can't tell you how grateful I am and how much it means to hear from my listeners. And thank you for that question. So, um, yeah, let's see. Our, so our Yahida self, it's a part of our identity. Um, and so to talk about it, we'll need a little bit more background on identity in general. And I did a master's on identity at AM. Uh, and there are lots of ways to think about identity and lots of folks who have described it and defined it, like psychologists and philosophers and modern day marketers. And out of everything I've read, the best summary that I've come up with is that your identity is all the answers that you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question to Alice in Alice in Wonderland. Do you remember that? The Cheshire Cat asks Alice, who are you? And when I've talked about this example in the past, I've suggested that grown-up Alice might answer, who are we? Well, we're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. Like each one of those, like being a partner, a mother, a part-time firefighter, a stamp collector, they're all social identities. Or we can also think about them as like social roles. And they're all answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, who are you? So I guess in my head, I like to picture Alice responding like, oh, who are we? Well, we're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. That's who we are. So the Yehida self is also part of our identity. And if you're looking for more background on identity in general, you can check out episode one. Um, but just to give a little bit more detail here about identity from psychology, uh, there's William James and Eric Erickson. And so according to William James, identity is made up of the I and the me. And so the me is the collection of things that we think about as like belonging to us or being ours. And the I thinks about all of these me's or the minds. Like, for example, there's me at age five and then there's me at age 25. And the I says, all of these me's, they all belong to the same I. And 
let's see. So also like when we think about things that are ours, uh, like, or that are like mine or my, my, we get like a sense of warmth and it's the eye that does that. So for example, if you think about a memory that's yours, like of a childhood pet, you get a sense or a feeling of warmth. Whereas if you think about a memory that someone else has of you, but that you don't have of yourself, like, for example, some memory that your parents have, maybe a story that they told you about you as a little kid, uh, you in the bathtub, right? And But there's no sense of warmth when they tell you that story. And there's no sense of warmth because there's no sense of self because it's not your memory. It's somebody else's memory. So super simple one sentence summary of identity, according to James, it's the collection of stories that we tell ourselves about who we are. And then there's identity, according to Eric Erickson, um, and according to Eric Erickson, identity is like a, it's a developmental process. It's one where we try on social roles like Alice says, I'm a partnered mother researcher, part time firefighting stamp collector. Those are all social roles. And we try those on like, until we find a sense of identity that's perfectly fitted for us. So social roles or social identities, they're kind of like outfits. Like there's like the, for example, I don't know, the firefighter outfit. And we try that outfit on to see how it feels for us, how well it fits our sense of who we are. And if we like the outfit, then we keep it. And then when someone asks you, we say, we're a firefighter. And then we wear that outfit until it doesn't fit right or doesn't feel right anymore. So super simple one sentence summary of identity, according to Erickson. According to Erickson, your identity is all the answers that you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question, who are you? And then from outside of psychology, there's personal brand. And so personal brand is basically, it's like, it's the image that you present to the world. So not so much the social roles you fill, like being a researcher or a stamp collector, but the personal style you bring when filling those roles, like your personality, your appearance and your communication style. So let's say, for example, that you value being a nice person. If you value being a nice person, then being a nice person is going to be a part of the style that you bring to whatever social role you're filling, like stamp collecting or being a researcher. And then there's the ego. And the ego is also a part of our identity. And the ego is where we get like our ego-based storyline from. So the ego-based story the ego-based storyline, it's the story that you tell yourself and others about who you are. So when Alice says, I'm a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector, that's Alice's ego-based storyline. And the ego is the part of Alice that came up with that story. And the ego does that for all of us. It comes up with our storyline. And so the reason the ego cares about the ego-based storyline is that that's how it maintains its sense of itself. So you know the incessant monologue that you hear in your head, the one that sounds something like, I'm better than so-and-so, I'm smarter than he is, I'm not as good as they are, I'm not as good as I should be, and it just goes on and on and on like that. Well, the reason for the monologue is that the ego is basically doing what a whale does with echolocation to know where it is in the water. 
So for a whale, echolocation is when a whale bounces sound waves off nearby objects to know where it is in the water. And that's what your ego is doing with the incessant monologue in your head. It's just bouncing comparative statements off of you and everything around you to know where it is, to maintain its sense of itself. So the whole, I'm better than so-and-so, I'm smarter than he is, I'm not as good as they are, I'm not as good as I should be. All of those are just comparative statements. And the ego is just trying to figure out who am I and how am I by bouncing comparative statements off of everything and everyone around. And that's what you hear all day long as that incessant monologue in your head. But here's the thing. The ego doesn't care about your story. Like It just wants any ego-based storyline. And that's because the ego is pretty much like a Pez dispenser. There's a lot of different types of flavors of Pez. And the Pez dispenser does not care what flavor of Pez it dispenses. And the ego is totally the same way. Meaning that when it comes to your ego-based storyline, the ego is pretty much like a Pez dispenser, but for the ego-based storyline. Like the ego doesn't care what ego-based storyline it has. It'll even take an unhappy ego-based storyline. And that's all the background that we need on identity to talk about our uh, the question about um, our Yehida self and our Yehida script. So Yehida is an ancient secret from Kabbalistic Jewish mysticism. And the basic idea is that a part of you, like a part of your soul, is rooted in the creator, literally. And because the Yehida self is rooted in the creator, it's your truest self. So a super simple one sentence summary of Yehida is that your Yehida self is your truest self. And the Yehida script, that's the voice of your truest self. The Yehida script, that means that there is a voice that is within you that is available to you right now. That is the voice of your true self. So most of the time we're living according to our ego-based storyline. And like we've been talking about, like our ego-based storyline includes all of Alice's answers to the Cheshire Cat's question. Like I'm a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. But like I mentioned a minute ago, the ego is just using echolocation to come up with that ego-based storyline. Like a whale bouncing sound waves off nearby objects to know where it is in the water. Except that the ego is doing that with comparative statements, just bouncing them off of you and everything around you to know where it is, to maintain a sense of itself. And so the ego is using these comparative statements because the ego worries a lot about what others think and about not being as good as others. And so you hear all of that as the incessant monologue in your head all day long. But our hated self, our truest self, the part of us that's rooted in God, that part of us is not using echolocation. And our Yehida self does have its own storyline, but entirely separate from the ego. And that storyline is the story about you that's told by the part of you that's actually rooted in God. And what that means is that our Yehida self, it's not worried about whether it's as good as others. And it's not worried about what others think. And our Yehida script, 
it's your storyline, but from the part of you that knows exactly who you are and exactly what you're here to do. And in a nutshell, that's what I mean when I talk about our Yahida self and our Yahida script. Um, but I do want to add that when we tap into our Yahida self, we transform from orienting from this place of ego where we're worried about what others think and whether we're good enough. And instead, when we revolve around our Yahida self, we revolve around a center where we know exactly who we are and exactly what we're here to do. Thank you again so much for taking the time to reach out to me and ask your question. I can't tell you how much it means to hear from my listeners. If y'all are curious about me, you can learn more and sign up for my newsletter at kate-t-benson.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kate T. Benson. And you can subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much for your time. I see you. I appreciate you. Until next time. Namaste.